Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Hey guys, welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. We're so glad you're here. My name is Jackie. And I'm Stacy. <laughs> and we are talking about guilt and shame. Woo-woo! <laughs> Time for a party. I know. It sounds sad, but it's really not. It's not. It's We're actually trying to so set free good. from. We are right? setting ourselves free from. We are escaping the shame cycle. We are learning about how to combat shame. So mm-hmm. how to use guilt as a tool to improve our lives and not fall victim to the shame cycle. So as you know, with all of our um, episodes, with all of our topics, actually, we have four different ways of kind of looking at the topic. And today we're talking about um, how shame and guilt can impact our relationship with our communities, with the world around us. Um, and it's such an important topic, and I'm really excited to look at what that looks like for us. So Stace, what do you have for us today? All right, I'm just going to recap the whole shame definition. Love it, important. Or guilt definition. So something happens, something bad, and so then you think, ugh, I'm a failure, I'm the worst. That's shame. That's shame. Right, that's shame because you're saying, I am this. And what we're trying to do, I am definitely trying to do this, is to move from I am bad to that thing that happened was bad. Or the thing I did was bad, but it's not me. It doesn't define me. Right? And so that's more how we define guilt is moving out of you and, you know, taking it out of your person, really. Taking it out of your heart. Holding it out of your hand and being like, here's the thing. Now I can look at it. And now I can make a change. Yeah. So I can do something about it. Brene Brown says that guilt is adaptive. Mm. It's helpful. It mm. It's holding something we've done or failed to do up against our values. So, so it's also something we failed to do. I think that's important. We yeah. haven't really mentioned that before. But it's holding something we've done or failed to do up against our values and feeling a little bit of psychological discomfort. Yeah. So we feel the discomfort, but then we, you know, we deal with it. We mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. attach it to the meaning of who we are or identities. Yeah. Good. So I think that this most shows up in community when we see somebody else doing something mm. and they fail or do something and we think, um, there, you know, I like how you said it's a failure to do something. So we watch somebody else trip and fall. Right. <laughs> Embarrassingly down some stairs while they're accepting an award. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, we could all picture that at least. And we think, oh, they are clumsy. Good thing I'm not clumsy. Or we kind of, it's great because the spotlight's over there on them. We don't have to see us at all. And so, um, I think sort of our protective stance is like, oh, good. The spotlight's over there on them a little bit. I mean, maybe we don't even admit that so much, but okay. It's not even at a conscious level, right? Probably not. But it's a divider. It divides us in community. I mean, if you you submit it, but then it grows from there. So you could then take that and be like, ooh, that happened to that person. 
And so that's where I think we're taking this outside. Like, do we project the shame onto others? Mm, interesting. Um, interesting question. And so if we take it out there and we see that person fall, okay, are we going to shame them by being like, yep, they are clumsy. They yeah. are bad. Good. It's over there. Right. You can take it further and be like, hey, friends, did you see right. them fall down that those stairs? The gossip piece. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's the shaming of yep. those people. Yeah. Because we could spend all day talking about all the failures of everybody else. Can we do that? And then, do that. then I don't have to look at my own stuff. <laughs> totally. Heck yeah, sister. That sounds fun. Right? No. And I, I witnessed this. Yeah. I'm an adult woman. And it's not like little kids on the playground are just doing no, this. No. Although, yes, it is there. Right. It's um, a bullying technique. Honestly, shaming mm-hmm. is a bullying technique. There is so much adult bullying that I see yeah. and hear. Yeah. And I think that... Even an outsider seeing that, because of course I would never do anything like that ever. But um, even in being an outsider, you could fail to be like, um, let's. Gosh, that poor person, right? We yeah. went here as a second hand. So if totally. I take away from that path and that train, instead we could do a couple of things. Someone trips and falls down, and this is like the most yeah innocuous little right, example. Right, right, right. Um, we then say. Ooh, I have tripped and fallen in front of people before. I mean, maybe you have it, Jackie, but let me tell you for sure <laughs> that I have done that. Oh, like and yesterday, I'll have a funny probably. One to tell you, because I'm such an excellent public speaker. Yeah, remind me about that in a okay. minute. I can't wait. Yeah, but instead we say, I have done that before, and you go over and help the person up. You yeah. literally can physically help them, yeah. or you, you know, maybe you're too far away, or you that's not really a possibility. But you think, I have done that. I feel for you, my friend. Okay. Good. Or you can get up and help them and, get, yep. and tell them, girl, I've fallen down a bunch of times too. You know, Cece, I feel like I've seen you do this actual thing in real life. I can't what? actually think of an example, but I literally can picture that very stance that I've seen in your life. So I just mm-hmm. want to affirm you in that way. Like, I feel yeah, like you, you do that very well in your life. Like, the Me Too thing is a gift that you have. And I think it's a gift you bring to our community. And it's a uniting gift, ultimately. That's what it does, is it unites us instead of dividing mm-hmm. us in that whole, like, you should be ashamed. Stance yeah. that yeah. is, I think, can especially in our world of um, social media, mm. it's really easy to take the stance of you should be ashamed. Yeah, and you don't do that. You your stance is very much me too, and so I just mm. really want to like celebrate and affirm that in you. I'm really, you. yeah, it's a really, it's a, it's a cool thing. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, Go that's on. very nice. Well, I do feel like that is like a conscious goal of it's awesome. mine. So awesome, but it's because. I have fallen down so many times. Right? <laughs> you know, like. Isn't that failure is our best I, teacher, girl? It is yes. our best teacher. I'm I mean, right I know we're you. talking about it in like this figurative way, yeah. but literally and figuratively, I have fallen down so much. Oh my gosh. And one goal that I have in this way is um, seeing people who are on the outskirts. Yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. and instead of like, oh, they're snotty and biache over oh, there, man. right? It's I come from such a big family that nobody ever invited us anywhere. You did not invite me and my six siblings, you know, or my five siblings, six kids. Exactly. You didn't invite my mom, my dad, and these six kids over to your house oh, for dinner. Thanks, that makes nobody sense, would ever do I that. Never thought of have that. you ever invited six kids to Well, you probably have. You're very welcome. I don't either. know. Uh, now I will. Now I will. Yeah, there's a local I'm author. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Yes, mom. 
Hello. And if you haven't read anything by her, Marlo Shalitsky. Yeah. I would invite her and her six kids For just about reals. anywhere. I'm about to do it. I'm just inviting myself to be their like, house. Why are you calling me? This is so random. Yeah, yeah. That's... You guys can look her up. She's somebody who we could interview Let's because do it. she is an incredibly calm, smooth presence who has a way with words. Yeah, she's, she's a wise. Stanford grad. Yeah. She's wise beyond her yep. years. She's also a fuller grad, fuller yeah, years, like and a she's seminary also graduate. Super real though. That's what I. She always takes her. something and goes, mm, "Here's the messy thing." Yeah, but here's how God could shed His light in this situation, 100%. and she says it in the most beautifully yeah. eloquent yes. way. <laughs> Just like God, Stace. Just like how I'm eloquent. <laughs> So hey, here's my side okay, story then. Good. I want to tell so your tiny. story when you're done. Okay. Do we have time for this? Okay, go, Absolutely. go, go. <laughs> I, um, so my dad, he used to have a helicopter air show team called the Showcopters. So and I know cute. you think I have such an amazing voice that you're thinking, Stacey, should have been the announcer for that team. And I won. No way. I would travel around sometimes, like just more local ones, okay. not when they went super far because I had a job and stuff right. of my own. And I was announcing at our hometown air show. So cool. And I was announcing for my dad's air show act. Here they go. And I said, thanks for listening, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, signing out. This is Jim Cheatham's son, Stacy. Signing out. And I left and I heard it coming out of my mouth. And I, it was, I mean, I'm going to choose to really laugh about it because there was nothing else to do. Right. Like, it was so dumb. Like, what? Now, I get one of it. Just defend myself a little bit is that my brother yes. who is his son right <laughs> was also in he was like the cameraman in the back of the helicopter Super. had like a gyroscopically mounted camera yeah. so they would like film stuff while they were flying and so I may have mentioned my brother I don't really recall one or two times during that thing and so then so in the end I'm saying Jim, I'm gonna blame it on that I but it was it. so dumb it was oh. like a slip of the tongue but I everybody would You're tell working. me oh hey how's Jim Shooting son oh, going and I was like thunk Face palm. Oh. Like, just, this is so I have so many stories like that. Like, I have one of those like, every single day. The one that pops to mind because we're holding microphones in, in our hands right now is um, so Stacy and I used to go to the same church, and she's still there. But um, years ago, I used to do the announcements at the church, and they we had microphones. And so, um, oh, yeah. do you know this story? I don't no. know if you know this story. So, um, I would take the microphone and I would because we had two services, so I would do the announcements, and then I would keep the microphone for the second service, and then I would turn it in at the end of the second service. So there was one particular time where I did the announcements, and um, I came off the stage, and I went, and I put the microphone in my pocket, and then I went to the restroom, like you do. And I'm trying to remember, it's funny because this story happened like 12 years ago. So it's kind of like, it's probably, there's probably parts of this story that are like made up in my mind because do you, do you do that? Like I, I embellish stories in yeah, my mind. Over so, time they're, how so you told it. Not in how my, exactly. So in my mind, this is how it unfolded. But if anyone's listening that knows the true story, you can correct me. Um, but I, I feel like, I, could I have had like an earpiece in? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I've never had one. That would be that weird, right? Crazy. I know because I forgot that part of the story that Stacey does the announcements. Sometimes. They don't like me anymore because I'm such a wild card. <laughs> well, I was a wild card too. I don't know. But this is the wild card part. I took the microphone, did not turn it off, and here's the punchline. I went to the restroom and used the restroom <laughs> with my, the microphone on. Number and one or number two? Just number one, thank Thanks. God. But all these people like, in the sound booth were like, what is that noise? What are we hearing? What's going on? They're like all panicking. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. I wonder what's happening. Meanwhile, I'm like peeing in the bathroom with the microphone on for like, I don't know, a thousand people, maybe not, but it seemed like it. 
And so that's my story. That's like, oh, I have another one. I'm, I just have to tell this around. Okay. This, I'll tell it really fast. But <laughs> my best friend's wedding, 1996, set the stage. Beautiful wedding. Hundreds and hundreds of people. And I, that was the year I was on, on the wedding circuit. I think I was in seven or eight or nine or ten weddings that year. I mean, I was on the wedding circuit. And so, and Mike was too. And we had just been married like a couple months earlier. And we were like the wedding experts, like right. So we right, we're helping, we're help helping, and so okay. it's time to cut the cake. And the guy, the DJ, says over the mic, he says, "Okay, everyone, gather around. It's time to cut the cake." Well, I noticed that the cake is not where it's supposed to be. It's like been pulled out of the way, and so it needs to be back towards the middle of the room so everyone can gather around. So I walk over as. 400 people are walking toward the cake to watch the cake cutting. I I, pull, I lean down to pull the table that the cake is on over towards the center of the room. Well, whoever had moved the cake table did not lock the legs of the cake table and said cake table falls and no. layer by layer with 400 people looking on the cake goes boom, boom, boom. And like the, 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 um, Glasses that they were going to use to cheers no. fall to the ground, <laughs> and, the, and the entire cake is on the ground, and 400 people simultaneously go, <gasps> and there I am with my hands, <laughs> the table of the cake, my best friend's wedding, literally my very best friend, she is, to her credit, still one of my very best friends, <laughs> she's a doll, she, she really gave is, me some grace, I hear she gave me so much grace, so anyways, make mistakes oh in that God. moment yeah did I shame spiral yeah I kind of oh, did kinda. I kind of did <laughs> um but now I can laugh about it because it's been 20 some years all right how, oh man no we tell but these are hours. <laughs> these are great these are like lighthearted now, now. but of course in a moment if that were you oh no so it's like have you ever played that game would you rather yes so the one I I have a couple of them I'll ask you a funny one first okay. and then I'll move into my all life right. So, would you rather be 20 years old from the neck up and 80 years old from the neck down, or would you rather be 80 years old from the neck up and 20 years old from the neck down? I'm going to go. That's a hard one. I'm going to go. Grandma. I'm going. That's what I'm doing. I'm going 20 from the neck down, 80 from the neck up. I want those perky, perky limbs. Start Bring it on. Bring it on. Which would you choose? I don't know. I think I would just wear a moo moo and, and 20 years 20, from the face Okay, up. all right. So we're Too opposite. Bad. We'd be adorable together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're so Mom, I asked that because the next okay, would good, you good, rather. Good. Yes. Um, cr- shoot. Okay, brain stopped. My brain just stopped okay, working. Okay, that's okay. No, hold on. Would you rather... It has to do with shame and guilt, right? And judging people, I'm sure. It was like this really sure. amazing transition, oh I believe. It was a good one. I believe. a funny one first, and then a serious one. It's going to come back to me, okay, maybe. Well, you know what? Since, you, since you're leave off... You on, leave you guys all on pins and needles. I... Brain, what was it? I, um, when I was listening to, in preparation for our podcast together, I was listening to a bunch of Brene Brown stuff, as you do, and she was talking about this um, Boston College research that talked about how... Um, Women, female norms are different from male norms in terms of how we experience shame. And so the female norms, this is fascinating, is that we are supposed to be nice. We are supposed to be thin. We're supposed to be modest. And this one was weird for me, but we're supposed to be perceived as using all of our resources toward our appearance. Right? Isn't that crazy? But that kind of explains a lot, right? But that that's kind of the female norms. And then the male norms, are ready for it? Emotional control, primacy of work. So we've seen as being as you know, like the 
uh, work being the major. most important thing to you. Um, pursuit of status and violence. So, and, and she talked about this in terms of how it feeds into our shame if we don't achieve those female norms or male norms, but how different that is for men versus women. So that's a fascinating thing, I think. But okay, anyways. Cheryl okay. Sandberg, she is like the COO of Facebook. Mm, yes. She um, has written a book about it. I don't recall the name of her book, okay. but she We'll is, put it in the show notes. She um, really highlights how girls are perceived, girls with leadership skills. Mm. And so she has, I have heard her say it a couple of times in different interviews and read about it a little bit. Yeah. She talks about the word bossy. Mm, totally. Never do you call a boy bossy. Nope. Nope. You say he's the leader or yep. he's powerful using his or power, he, right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and yep. And so there's all these things that we don't associate with a good thing in a woman. We only, but it is a good thing if it's a man, right? Fascinating and so stuff. She, we gotta, she that's wants, gotta be a future podcast. We're she wants to change that terminology. I love it. And, um, and that could be a judgment that we make mm, on someone else to shame yeah. them or to guilt them. 100%. She says, instead you say, that girl has executive leadership potential. I love it. That's her quote. Yep. That you strike the word bossy from your vocabulary completely. Oh, gosh. Strike it. Sis, that is so good because we didn't talk about this yesterday, but when we when we think about shame and guilt and how we can um, we can put shame on other people, it's the labels we use for them, and that's so powerful oh, in yes. our parenting. I see parents do this all the time, and I used to do it. I'm really working not to, but instead of when when our kids have a messy room, instead of saying you're so messy, you know, like not labeling it and saying, hey, why don't you clean up your room instead? Yeah. You know, well, let's like figure out the first step. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so important. It's so hard because we're trying to change the vernacular. Yeah. And that's really hard for our it generation really to do. It really is hard. It really is um, hard. What I really want to talk about yeah. <laughs> are male and female roles actually in another topic. Yeah. In another one too. I want to write that yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do that for sure. Male versus We've female. we got to do that. Um, I got some funny stuff there too. Okay. Um, so ultimately today, what I want our goal to be is to have, here's a, here's, this is a, cur- a quote from Brene Brown, of course. Shocking. Yeah. But it says, when we find the courage to share our experiences mm. and we have the compassion to hear others when they share theirs, we force shame out of hiding and we end this, the silence. And so she good. has said so in good. another area that shame cannot survive being spoken. I think it's spoken mm. and met with empathy. Mm-hmm. Brought so, into the light. Exactly. Now, we know this to be true of all sorts of sins or whatever you want right. to call it. But basically anything, if you, if when I tell you guys in this podcast, I really struggle with speaking affirming words to my daughter when I don't mm. think she's getting that yeah. she's made a bad choice yeah. yet. Yeah. That was in the last episode or the episode before, perhaps. Um. Like, I feel a lot of, I was feeling a lot of shame. But now that I've said that out loud and Jackie said, Stacy, that's okay. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. I think that I have, like, the power now to do something about So that. good. Just speaking it out loud. Like, so much. Shift. I've been sitting here, even between these so episodes, good. I was telling Jackie that, like, my mind is being blown right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and so I want to share that. And so what I want for us all to do, we always have one thing, right? One we finish thing. with yep. a one thing that yep. we can do. Yep. So the one thing I would like to encourage you to do is share a story. 
Okay. We can't like all be perfect at all these things. And oh gosh, every time they tell us to do something, let's just change our whole vernacular. Yeah. Now we're not going to say right. the word shame anymore. Um, no, I want you to take the opportunity before you listen to another podcast and get another thing or another idea from somebody, you know, all the things that are happening. And it could be simple. It could be, yes, I have fallen down too. Or yes, I too struggle. My daughter, I, I'm just feeling lost. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a very simple thing to share a story. Or you could share a story about how you took a microphone also into a bathroom <laughs> with you and played that lovely background sound for all the people at your location. Um, whatever. You yeah. know, I mean, you might and share that story. story works. <laughs> you can use mine. And it's saying, and C.S. Lewis has a great quote that says something to this effect, is that when we say, you too? I thought I was the only one. That is where a relationship is formed. Absolutely. It's not in, formed in, oh, they're over there doing that thing, you know. It's we make connection in our communities with one another. We build relationships together when we say, you too? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's super simple. Super so simple. please go today. Share a story. Love it. Just one thing. Love it. Connect with somebody in that way. Love You'll it. be really glad you did. Yeah. Yep. And our community will be better for Absolutely. it. All right, friends. We love you. Love you. Go on. Vaya con Dios. Phew. That was a lot of talk about shame and guilt. Up next, we will be having an interview with a dear friend and asking all four questions about shame versus guilt in their lives. Hey guys, we want to hear from you. The whole reason we're doing this is to connect with you and to hear your thoughts on what we're talking about. We want to know about what we're saying that is um, making a difference for you. Are you learning anything? Do you have anything you want to teach us? What can you show us? We want to connect. So here's how you're going to do it. That's right. We're on all the social media platforms. I mean, find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Plus, you can find us on our website, which is the Jackie and Stacy Show. Weep, weep. And you can email us as well. Oh, but please do. Make sure to spell that right. It's the, the, T-H-E, Jackie, which is I-E-A-N-D, Stacy. Stacy's E-Y. We spell <laughs> yeah. The Jackie and Stacy Show. All spelled out like that. So contact us, you guys. Email is at... Do it. We want to hear from you. Visit us. Comment. Ask us some questions. Send us a picture. Oh, hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag all over it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we